Welcome to eBible Fellowship's Sunday Bible Study. For broadcast times in your area of these studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now it's time to begin our Sunday study with your speaker, Chris McCann. Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Sunday Afternoon Bible Study. Today we're going to take a look at why October 7th, 2015 is the likely end of the world. Of course, we've been discussing this in our Bible studies and over the course of the last few years. But today we're going to just focus in on this question and address it from the Bible. People are uh, constantly asking now, why October 7th, 2015? And in order to uh, give a proper answer. First of all, we have to understand, or we have to start with May 21, 2011. It, it, actually, it's impossible to understand why October 7th, 2015 is such an excellent candidate for the world to end, unless we first understand why May 21, 2011 was the beginning of Judgment Day. And and once we have a, a good understanding of that, then we'll quickly see how October 7th, 2015 fits in. Now, there are three main proofs for May 21, 2011 being Judgment Day, or actually the beginning of judgment, as we have learned that Judgment Day is a prolonged period of time, very likely 1,600 days in duration. But it began on May 21, 2011. And before we understand that May 21, 2011 was the beginning of Judgment Day, we have to first realize that God has placed in His Word a biblical calendar of history. And... In this biblical calendar, primarily found in the genealogies, in in the early chapters of the book of Genesis, God has laid out the history of the world from the very beginning. We are able to determine the creation date, which was 11,013 B.C., and many other important biblical dates Actually, we can, we can go down the timeline of history, uh, from creation to Noah, from Noah to Abraham, Abraham to Isaac and Jacob, and the coming out of Egypt and the wilderness sojourn, and, and we can, uh, go down the timeline of history through the period of the judges into the period of the kings of Israel and Judah and so forth. And then we can actually proceed to the birth of Christ in 7 BC to the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ in 33 AD. And, and we can project the uh, biblical calendar into the future through time pass to also show how the church age came to an end and when the church age came to an end in the beginning of the great tribulation 
and so forth. And so the biblical calendar that God placed in his word, and, and therefore it has all of the power and all the authority of the word of God because it's a biblical calendar. It's not a calendar that's based on secular evidence or archaeological digs or anything like that. It's a calendar that comes from the scripture and, and therefore, yes, we trust the biblical calendar. Yes, we, we build doctrine off of that calendar because it's the Bible's calendar. It's not man's calendar. It's God's calendar. God wrote it and placed it in the Bible and hid it until the time of the end. And, and it's interesting how, uh, it was Mr. Camping who first discovered this calendar and he wrote the book called Adam Wynn just a few decades ago. And, and then as a result of understanding that biblical calendar of history, well, then all kinds of things began to unfold. All sorts of understanding of God's times and seasons began to neatly fall into place. And, and we understood the duration of the church age would be 1955 years. We understood the time of the Great Tribulation would be 23 years. And, and, and we could pinpoint it to exact days and months and years, all as a result of the Lord opening up the scripture to reveal his biblical calendar. Now, concerning three proofs for May 21, 2011 being the beginning of Judgment Day, first of all, I mentioned that creation began in, or the world began, God created the world in 11,013 B.C. And from that date, we find that there were certain patterns, timelines, or time paths. And by the way, a time path is biblical. That God gives a time path in the book of Daniel regarding the 70 weeks. A time path has a starting point and uh, an ending point. And, and God, uh, will make a statement indicating what will happen. And that's what he does with the 70 weeks of Daniel 9. And, and so God has given time pass from creation to the flood, or, or we can, uh, discern time pass from creation to the flood. And, and we're able to see that the flood occurred 6,023 years exactly from the creation. And that is a significant number because we'll find that it is part of a pattern that God will establish in the Bible of going to the fullness of a number, 6,000 in this case, and then adding on a tribulation period of 23 years. 6,023 then the world was destroyed with a flood. Well, going from the flood to the cross. And the flood occurred in 4990 BC, and the cross took place in 33 AD. And when we add the two numbers together, we get 5,023 calendar years, 
not exact years, but calendar years, yet again, we see the fullness of the number 5,005 pointing to the atonement and um, a thousand, the 10, 100, or 1,000 in the Bible points to completeness. So from the flood in 4990 B.C. unto the completeness of the atoning work of Christ as he would demonstrate the things he did from the foundation of the world in 33 A.D., 5,000 plus 23 years of tribulation period that is added on. And and again, there's that pattern, fullness of the number in thousands and a tribulation period. Well, likewise, from creation in 11,013 B.C. to the end of the Great Tribulation and Judgment Day on the world, the first Earth was destroyed after 6,023 years. Then came the flood. Well, the second world, the one we live in, this present Earth, is destroyed spiritually after 13,023 years. As the year 1988 was the 13,000th year of Earth's history, 23-year period of great tribulation from 1988 until 2011. And then in the year 2011, it was 13,023 years since the creation. Following that pattern, fullness of the number in thousands, then a 23-year tribulation period that leads to the judgment, the judgment of the flood, the judgment of the cross, the judgment of mankind at the end of the world. Certainly, certainly, especially when we see how God uses the number 13 in the Bible, 13 times around Jericho and the walls fall down, or um, 13 tribes of Israel. Uh, well, we I don't want to get uh, off on a tangent or go in that direction. The number 13 in the Bible points to the end. It points to the end of the world, and we reached 13,000 years in 1988. And just look at the things that have been going on in the world over the course of the last um, 20-some years. Since we reached 1988, uh, the world is almost unrecognizable today in how uh, sin has multiplied and how the church has fallen away from truth. And uh, just just look at gay marriage, unheard of, just several decades ago. And the the marriage institution destroyed in uh, all the world uh, as divorces rampant all over the earth. And it just so many things that have uh, gone downhill and not just down the hill, but into the depths of the sea. It is um, just incredibly horrible, the, the things that have taken place in the world as far as the increase, the tremendous increase of sin at a time when the world reaches 13,000 years of history. It's not a coincidence 
God said there must be a falling away first before the day of Christ come. And God said iniquity would abound at the time of the end. And and we're seeing these things in place. And don't forget that Israel became a nation again in 1948, 40 years before 1988, the 13,000th year of Earth's history. And, and that's a big indicator. I heard um, the uh, Israeli ambassador to the United States recently say, and he pointed out how Israel was scattered for almost 2,000 years, his words, and we've become a nation again. He had his point concerning the dangers they're presently facing, and they're not going to risk their nation and so forth, but he he was recognizing the fact that they have been scattered for 2,000 years until relatively recently in 1948, the fig tree was in leaf. No fruit. They still haven't turned to Christ, but the fig tree is in leaf, which is a, a indicator the Bible gives concerning the time of the end. When we put all these things together, there is no question at all in any regard concerning where we are in history is the end of the world. We are at the time of the end. And and therefore, when we see that uh, the year 2011 was 13,023 years from creation, that is a huge proof that we could expect Judgment Day to occur in the year 2011. And it did. Now, a second proof is from the flood, which uh, uh, the flood took place. And let me read um, from Genesis chapter 7, because God tells us exactly when the flood occurred in in this chapter. In Genesis 7, verse 11, in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open. Now, why did God give such detail? He tells us the year, the, the month, the day that the flood occurred. And you can read many other uh, happenings in the Bible, uh, important historical events, and God does not give that kind of detail. But in this instance, he did because he knew that at a later date, at the time of the end, he would unseal his word, revealing that biblical calendar of history, and the people of God would then have a framework in which to lay out the flood event, and they could see the flood occurred 6,023 years from creation, in the year 4990 B.C., in the second month of Noah, and the 17th day of the second month. And in this same chapter, God forewarned Noah a second time. He had already told him it would take place in 120 years, and therefore 
He must uh, be busy building the ark. That's why the ark was being constructed, because Noah had advanced information concerning the flood. But then God told him more specifically at the beginning of Genesis 7, yet seven days and I will destroy the earth with a flood. And and so Noah knew on the 10th day of the second month of his 600th year, the flood would come in seven days. He knew the very day the flood would take place. And then in Second Peter chapter 3, in Second Peter 3, in the New Testament, God is speaking of the flood in early verses of Second Peter 3, and then he begins to speak of the end of the world that will be destroyed by fire in the same context. And right in the midst of the discussion of the first world destroyed by a flood and our present earth destroyed by fire, God says in Second Peter 3, verse 8, But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. And then he, again, goes on to speak of the day of the Lord coming as a thief in the night, and and so forth, and how the, the universe will be destroyed with a fervent heat and melt and and the the language of um beloved or uh, there that he's addressing the true believers and he says be not ignorant of this one thing and that phrase one thing uh, one thing is very important uh, if you would look that up and Mr. Camping did a study on that years ago showing how it's exceedingly important to not be ignorant of one thing. And, and and so God is saying, you must know this, that one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. Because if you fail to understand it, you will not realize the time you're living in. You'll not realize that you're living on the edge of the end of the world you'll not realize that Judgment Day would be 7,000 years from the flood. As as God said to Noah, yet seven days, and I will bring the the waters of the flood to destroy the, the earth. He He was simultaneously saying, in a spiritual way, in the underlying spiritual dimension, Yet 7,000 years, and I will destroy the world, not with a flood of water, but I will destroy it uh, in judgment at the end of the world. And the people of Noah's day had the seven-day period, which was the time that they had to uh, get the animals into the ark and get themselves into the ark. If they were to be delivered, the ark was deliverance. It, it was the only escape, the only way of not being destroyed in the flood was to be inside the ark. Likewise, the only way to escape the final judgment 
that would come on the world after 7,000 years was to find deliverance in that which the ark typified the Lord Jesus Christ, to be delivered from our sins and from the wrath of God that would fall upon them, and to be in Christ. For in him, the Bible says, we are hid and protected in the day of judgment. And and so God uh, gave a dual timeline when he said to Noah, yet seven days, and I will destroy the world with a flood. Seven days later, on the 17th day of the second month, the rains began, and and soon the world was destroyed. It, it, historically, God fulfilled that timeline when he brought about the flood on the 17th day of the second month of Noah's 600th year. 7,000 years later. Now, where does that fall? 7,000 years later, from 4990 B.C., is the year 2011 A.D., the same year that is 13,023 years from creation. And remember, we... We pointed out the significance of that, going to the fullness of a number plus the 23-year tribulation period. Well, when did that 23-year tribulation period begin? That would be important if we could know that. And it so happens, as a result of understanding the biblical calendar of history and God's times and seasons, that we realize the church age began on the day of Pentecost in 33 AD, and it ended the day before Pentecost in 1988. Because if it had gone to Pentecost, it would have been as though the church age was renewed another year. But it made it unto the day, the day before, and then God ended the church age on May 21, 1988. And then he initiated the judgment which began at the house of God, the great tribulation period, which would continue for 23 years, an exact 23 years from May 21, 1988 until May 21, 2011. And that was a time period the the dates for the great tribulation were known before anyone put together the um time path from the flood of 7000 years and where that should land the 23 year great tribulation period was set it it was locked in may 2188 may 21 2011 23 years in exact 8,400 days to the day. And 84 has everything to do with tribulation or the great tribulation. And we won't go into that right now, but there there are several tie-ins with the number 84 in the great tribulation. So that confirmed it or helped to confirm this is the time period for the great tribulation. And by the way, when you hear people saying, we're still in the Great Tribulation. Notice they'll give no particulars. They will not 
um, speak of dates anymore. They might say the church age ended at a certain date, but they're not going to tell you um, where we are now in that tribulation. Uh, they're, they're not going to say uh, the tribulation will end at any point. Why not? Because they can't. They, they have gone outside the boundaries of the 23 years. May 21, 2011 was the end of the 23-year Great Tribulation period, and they are refusing to acknowledge God then brought the world into judgment, and we're in the time after the Tribulation, so they continue to insist it's still the Great Tribulation, because during the second part of the Great Tribulation, God is saving a great multitude, and they want that above all. They, they want God to save above all, including truth. That is, they're willing to, to hold back the truth of God's word in order to maintain their doctrine that God must save, their God must save and continue to save, or else he would not be just or loving or they have their ideas why he must save, but that's their doctrine. That's the doctrine of men. That's the doctrine that comes from the minds of man and the feelings of man, the emotions of man. My God would not allow children to be born into a world in which he was not saving. Well, what about all the children that were born into churches in which God was not saving and they never left the church? Well, no, you see, this is their doctrine. It's the doctrine they have insisted upon. They refuse to dig into the word of God in an honest way to search out these things to see if it's so. And and so this has left them outside the boundary of the 23-year Great Tribulation period in a sort of limbo where they have no idea how long the Great Tribulation will continue. Will it be 40 years, 70 years? They, they can't say because they don't know. And, and what day would it close on? How long exactly is that Great Tribulation? What's the significance of the prolonged stretch of time? Now, we can tell you the Bible indicates 23 years from 609 BC to 587 BC inclusively and and there God typifies the great tribulation we can tell you 8400 relates to the number 84 which ties into great tribulation but they cannot give dates they cannot give the duration of the great tribulation in years or days any longer they're going to stay far away from that they're, they're not going to inspect that too closely or to dig into that um, to any degree because they cannot. And that should be a big signpost to them that they have gone down a wrong road at a time that God has opened up the biblical calendar of history at a time where we can be so exact in pinpointing key biblical dates. We, we know the church age began on the day of Pentecost. 
the church age ended the day before Pentecost in 1988. We know there was a 2300 uh, evening, morning, day period in which virtually no one was being saved. And that period ended on September 7th, 1994, which was the first day of the Hebrew seventh month in a jubilee year, the day that the the trumpet of the ram's horn of the jubilee would sound to signal the jubilee. And 1994 was the jubilee, which is just amazing, isn't it? That that on a day, 2300 evening mornings from the end of the church age, we come to the time when the trumpet should blow and sound the jubilee, and it happens to be the jubilee year in 1994, not just any jubilee year, but the 40th jubilee year since Christ was born in 7 BC. It, it is the 40th jubilee period, as, as 7 BC and 1994 are 2,000 years apart, and and so it's 40 times 50, and then we come to 1994 to the first day of the Hebrew seventh month, September 7th. And then we have 6,100 days of the second jubilee, the second outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the glorious latter rain period in which God is working outside of the church to save that great multitude. And then he concludes the latter rain and the jubilee period, and he concludes the judgment on the church. The Great Tribulation comes to an end on May 21, 2011. Exactly 23 years, exactly 8,400 days from the beginning of the judgment on the church and the beginning of the Great Tribulation. And... May 21, 2011, the year 2011, is 13,023 years from the creation, and it's 7,000 years precisely from the flood. And when did the flood begin? It began on the 17th day of the second month of Noah. And May 21, 2011, that day that was locked in prior to... Uh, any forecasting of the 7,000 years of the flood and, and where that might land. Well, May 21, 2011 had as its underlying Hebrew calendar date. And, and what that means is we live by the Gregorian calendar in our society, uh, as, as May and, and, uh, the year 2011 is based on the Gregorian calendar that is uh, tied to the lifespan of the, the supposed lifespan of Christ. 2011 is uh, 2011 years uh, since Christ, supposedly. Of course, we know there was an error in the calendar and Jesus was actually born in 7 BC. But nonetheless, we we have our Gregorian calendar date. Yet there is a Hebrew calendar or the biblical calendar that underlies these dates. And that's why uh, we hear of um, the Jewish holidays. 
that come normally in September and October and, and they have their feast days and other times in the year. Well, the Jewish holiday of the Feast of Tabernacles, for instance, is in their seventh month, but that relates to our September, October at varying times and, and that's our ninth and tenth month. So the Jewish calendar underlies our calendar or or to put it another way, you can look at any of our calendar dates and then you can check and compare and see what is the Jewish calendar date for that particular day. And on May 21, 2011, the underlying Jewish or biblical calendar date was the 17th day of the second Hebrew month. Now, think about that for a second. The flood occurred on the 17th day of the second month. And 7,000 years later, on the day the Great Tribulation concluded, on May 21, 2011, after that exact 23 years, in the 13,000th and 23rd year of Earth's history, on that very day, now, now, what are the other possibilities? If, if, uh, timelines are man-made, if, if it's just, uh, people, um, like Mr. Camping or, or others that, that are, um, manipulating things or fabricating these things, well, how do you fabricate and manipulate all of these times that are derived from the Bible and and tying them into floods and creations and great tribulations and and our own calendar and how do you do that who is brilliant enough to manipulate in such a way and you can't you you can't see their sleight of hand you, you're sure of course the critics are you're sure oh it's not accurate it's not true but you can't prove the error you can't show where there there has been deceitfulness of any kind, and, and that's because there is none. And it's not the brilliance of man. It is revealing the brilliant mind of God that has opened the Scriptures at a time, again, when the world is... is uh, what, what words can we use to describe the situation of the world and the situation of the church and... Israel's a nation again, and everything is fully and completely in place, and then a timeline is unveiled that is pinpoint in its accuracy to the very day, May 21, 2011, concluded the 23-year Great Tribulation period, and it was 7,000 years from the flood to the day or to the equivalent day as God said to Noah, yet seven days and a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Beloved, be not ignorant of that one thing. And, and, and so we have all this in place and God locked it in. And it still hasn't budged. He locked it in so we would know 
absolutely prior to that day's arrival that that was judgment day and therefore we would blow the trumpet with all certainty judgment day is coming go to the lord seek the lord while he may be found because you have until that day to become saved or to be delivered if it's god's uh, will according to his mercy to save you and the world was warned and afterwards god locked it in so that we would continue to not be able to budget to not be able to move it we can't move it anywhere the the calendar will not permit us to move it of course as we uh, came to May 21, 2011, and there was no physical manifestation, no earthquake, and we didn't see anything with our physical eye. There was a strong tendency to want to move it. We must have been wrong. Let's go back to the calendar. Let's uh, re-examine all of this information, and let's see if maybe we're off by by uh, a decade or or however long and when we we do that when we go back nothing moves it will not move or budge from its position that god has locked it in and put his finger on that day and and therefore we can only say the bible continues to insist Judgment Day began on May 21, 2011. And, and that has been helpful. It's been very helpful because that has caused us to go back to the Bible to re-examine the, our whole idea of judgment. Is it possible? That, uh, this is how we first return to the Bible with these kinds of questions. Is it possible that God did bring a judgment on the world spiritually? And is that biblical? Is there any precedent for that kind of thing? And we've talked about this. Yes, uh, the first judgment of God in the Garden of Eden was a spiritual judgment. Man died in his soul existence. And the judgment on Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane was a spiritual judgment. The judgment on the churches was a spiritual judgment, the removal of the Holy Spirit and of salvation to them. And understanding that was especially helpful because God speaks of first giving the cup of his wrath to the church and then following in in a time of transition, giving the cup, the same cup, to the nations of the world. Oh, okay, so the Bible does teach spiritual judgments, very major judgments, like the first judgment upon man for their sin, the judgment of Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, the judgment of the church at the time of the end of the world, when judgment begins at the house of God, all spiritual. Well, all right, God God brought a spiritual judgment. And then, of course, other questions. Why are true believers here? Shouldn't we have been transported out? in the rapture and and how is it that believers are living on the earth in the time of judgment and incredibly as we turn to the bible we find 
There are all kinds of evidence that it's always been God's plan to leave his people in the world, to go through the judgment. Zechariah 13 tells us that God will bring the third part through the fire. 1 Corinthians 3 says, in the day of judgment, God will try all that that are professed Christians, professed true believers, to see what they're made of, whether gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hay, stubble. And of course, obviously, that means all must go through the fire, and the day will declare it or reveal what each one is made of. God says in Revelation 14, as he's speaking of the cup of his wrath again, that here is the patience of the saints. And and why would there be a need of patience in that context in Scripture before and Scripture after? It's the context of judgment day. Here is the patience of the saints. Or God says in Isaiah 24, let me turn there to read this. In Isaiah 24, he says in verse 6, Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. The few are the elect. Many are called, but few are chosen. And, and the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left, which means they are there, present, living in the earth in the day of God's judgment. Just an enormous amount of scripture. And even the very direct statements of the Bible, which we explained away in incorrect reasoning before, when God says we, in 2 Corinthians 5.10, we is always referring to the elect, we must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And there it is. Or when God says in in a, a few places that he will judge the quick and the dead. Well, the quick means the living. And, and he's the God of the living. He's the God of the elect who are alive in Christ. He will judge the living and the dead. The dead are, are the spiritually dead. All the unsaved people. And, and there God is indicating that the elect are present. They are, uh, alive and remaining unto the coming of the Lord. And isn't it interesting how God states that in 1 Thessalonians 4, alive and remaining. And he says it twice because he has left his people on the earth to go through the spiritual fire of his wrath in order to see who will endure to the end and come out the other side purified as gold, silver, and precious stones. Well, May 21, 2011 was Judgment Day. And, well, let's look at a third proof of this, and we haven't talked about this for a while. From April 1st in 33 AD, and April 1st was the date that Christ was crucified, It was a Friday, April 1st, 33 A.D. to May 21, 2011. 
the length of time in days is 722,500 days from the crucifixion of Christ until May 21, 2011, when God would shut the door of heaven, just as on the 17th day of the second month in the days of Noah, he shut the door of the ark, sealing the fate of all the unsaved of the world that were not inside the ark. Likewise, 7,000 years later, on May 21, 2011, God shut the door of heaven, thereby sealing the eternal fate of everyone not in Christ, not saved. They never would be saved now. And and so from Christ's demonstration on the cross of April 1st in 33 AD to the, the end of salvation on May 21, 2011 was 722,500 days. Now that number breaks down, if, if you get out a calculator, you can check this, to 5 times 10 times 17 times 5 times 10 times 17. Then each one of the three numbers is doubled so that it's 5 times 5, 10 times 10, 17 times 17 equals 722,500 days. And those three particular numbers have the significance of five pointing to the atonement as Jesus was demonstrating his atoning work from the foundation of the world while on the cross on April 1st in 33 AD. And the number 10 to completeness that the atoning work of Christ would be completed by May 21, 2011, and the number 17 points to the fact that all the electors saved and heaven is secured, as 17 identifies with heaven, and each number is doubled. The atoning work of Christ is complete, and all the elect have their eternal salvation, or heaven is guaranteed by that date. And that is it, when we put that uh, particular timeline, 722,500 days, and and the significant numbers that breaks down to, together with the 13,023-year timeline from creation and the 7,000-year timeline from the flood, along with the detail of the... 7,000 year period from the flood falling on the equivalent day of May 21, 2011, having the 17th day of the second Hebrew month as its underlying date, then we can see that Judgment Day began on May 21, 2011. The Bible insists, the Bible continues to insist, Judgment Day began God shut the door of heaven. He ended his salvation program. And we are living in a time after the tribulation. And and there's another thing. Well, if that's true, does the Bible allow for any time after the tribulation? 
And the Bible says in Mark 13, verse 24, in those days after that tribulation, the sun is darkened and the moon will not give its light. The Bible actually says there's a period of time known as those days in which the gospel is darkened, the gospel light, and it's through the light of the gospel. Let thy face shine, it says in Psalm 80, that God saves. Um, shine thy face upon us, and we shall be saved. But the face or the countenance of Christ that is likened to the sun is no longer shining. And therefore there is no light to penetrate the darkness of a man's heart. There is no salvation. According to the Bible, in those days after that tribulation, it agrees with what we uh, have learned is taking place at this time. Well, now the big question is, how long will Judgment Day be? And and that's the question we, we began with. Why October 7th, 2015 is the likely end of the world? Well, now that we have a basis for understanding uh, May 21, 2011, and we see how that locked in is Judgment Day, well, now we can build upon that. And in our next study, we'll look at the 1600-day period uh, of this period of judgment. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship Sunday Bible Study. For more information or to hear additional Bible studies, be sure to visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com.